Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations, because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show, Radio 92.7 WFNZ. WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you. It's a Panther Monday, so the whole city's freaking angry. I asked the question earlier, uh, Jim Zoki joins us, View from the Booth, Panther Radio Network. I asked the question earlier, like, are you guys numb? Like, my fear is, being in sports radio, right, is at some point, y'all don't even, like, care enough to scream anymore. And I looked at the text after the segment, Bone, I don't think they're numb. I think the pain. I think the pain is still strong we, out there. We set our text record the uh, Tuesday after the Saints Monday night game, and I, I think right now we're uh, we're trending in that we're tracking well. Okay. We're, we're trending well right now for this. This was the first game where they really weren't like in it, you know, because the other games at least you, there were moments in the second half of all the other games you go. This could be the one they win. It may not. It may be an ugly win, but they they could pull this out. They're still in contention. The three turnovers early, just I mean, you're down twenty eight seven. I mean, it's just like it just you know they don't at this point of their development have the ability yeah. to come back and overcome that, that that margin of error. I hated it. We made we had a really nice drive, and that was the one I was speaking of earlier, where we had a couple really nice design runs to Chenault, and then had the nice little play action pop pass touchdown to Tremble, and we made it fourteen seven. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, defense gets a stop. We're down seven. We got the ball. And then after that, their next two possessions were turnovers in our own territory that led to quick touchdowns. And it went from a seven-point game with the ball, Zoke, to down, like you're saying, down 21 points like yeah, that, man. Yeah. It was brutal. It is, and they're just obviously, again, not to, to where they can overcome, and not many teams can. You're, anytime you're minus three in the giveaway takeaway, you've got to have an exceptional offense to overcome all of that. And that, But the other thing was, uh, you know, there were turnovers on short sides of the field, but they became touchdowns. They didn't become field goals or, you know, like a three-and-out stop. So sometimes you need your defense to be more exceptional than that, too, to help yeah. the offense out. And then when we got in the second half and we would get a few offensive drives going, then the defense was given up. You know, quick drives. That one where the three play drive where they go right down. It's just like it's. You've, it was just kind of like every category was just kind of a little bit out of sync. And like I've been saying, one of the biggest keys to this game was you know we the the running game will help your quarterback. They ran the ball well. They didn't run it often, but four point three yards per carry, both uh, Chuba and Miles outside of his fumble. You know, he was four point six a carry. They actually had some successes in the running game they haven't had since Atlanta, and it just didn't even come close to mattering in this it game. It didn't matter because once you bone, once you're down by twenty one, it's yeah. like you can only run so much, mm-hmm. right? So even if you're more efficient at it. You kind of take the running game away to a degree because it, it just we we may have a slight variation on how we lose, but it just feels like we get to the same result. 
We're talking to Jim Zoki, Panther Radio Network, here on the Mac and Bone Show. What else well, you guys I, want to talk I about? I have to ask questions, don't I? I forgot. That's the next <laughs> I was hoping that Mac would just take rest, it back. How was the rest of your weekend? What did you, okay. you guys yeah, do? It was not bad. Thank okay. you for asking. What, what, <laughs> who or what, Zoke, is the most surprising element of why they're 0-5? What stands out, whether it be offensive line, the lack of production outside of Thielen, run defense? There's many ways to go coaching. Mm-hmm. What, what's the most surprising of, like, oh, I did not see that coming to be at this point? I mean... For the uh, the body of work of five games, it's been the offensive line. I didn't think it was horrific yesterday, but I thought heading into the game yesterday, that was the biggest thing because, yes, you're missing a couple of starters. But I feel like every team is missing at least a starter on their line or missing some key players. And, you, to, again, different category, but the Lions are minus their number one receiver and their rookie first-round draft pick running back. Uh, so every team's got injuries that are significant somewhere uh, on their team. And I thought with the Panthers, obviously it's significant not having Austin Corbett and, um, and not having Brady. Christensen, but you know, just the amount of trouble they've had without that, I thought was surprising to the degree that they've had. But I didn't think it was, it was as bad yesterday, just the one sack allowed. Again, they were good in the running game. Secondary, I mean, you're down three of your four guys that start in the defensive secondary. I just, I think there's talent on this team. It's not the depth of talent. Obviously, Detroit is not only a good team, as I just mentioned with some of the players out, they're a deep team. Yeah, they are. That third running back that came in, uh, Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, Burt, Burt Barry Reynolds. Sanders. Yeah. Burt Reynolds came in, I think his name was. <laughs> Burt Reynolds in the longest they, yard. They lead, they, they lead the league in players named Reynolds. Discovered, yes. <laughs> oh, God. They've got lots of Montgomery's. No, they, they, but it was just like, he, even he came in and he had such speed the way he was he was playing. So yeah, this run they're, defense, they're a deep team is what I'm saying. Detroit and this, is. this run defense is struggling in Miami and A-Chan and those guys. Oh, mm. my Lord. Uh, that's scary. Jim Zoki's with us here. He does this every Monday against his will. We literally have to bring him in, force him to come in here and handcuff him to it's, a chair. But it's brutal. I came in during the break and I said, you know, it was a different era, but you know, we've lived through one and fifteen, two and fourteen. I feel like since O and O, like everyone's been salty. Like just coming out of the preseason. Like it began before even the first regular season game, the saltiness. But I think that's a buildup of what's been like the last now five years. That's what it is. It's the collective. That's what it and is. And I'm gonna throw the Hornets in and a little bit on the Charlotte Knights too. <laughs> uh, so I think everybody's just like we've got this thing going on. At least the soccer's won the last couple games. Yeah, Charlotte FC is a point back out of the playoffs. But yeah, there's a, there's a collective sports stench in the That's air. what I think. I think it's a buildup of a lot of things going on. I said yeah. the, the traffic in South End, all of it. I said there you go. I said in the preseason season there needs to be some eyewash there needs to be uh, a removal from the negativity but honestly the team hasn't done that yet there's nothing really that fans can grab onto and you can feel this way too and mac does i'm sure all the mondays are starting to run together it really yeah. is feeling like Groundhog Day. This is actually not a live segment. This is my segment from September 14th. Just running, just running it back. I'll tell you something. Because you're talking about that negativity right away and stuff. One thing I'm thinking about right now is like the negativity. Like what I, I can't tell you how many fire fire Reich and all these you know different things about the coaches. Coaches. What about this all-star staff and all this? The fact that Steve Wilkes did what he did last year. With Matt Rule's staff, some of those guys, you know, left too, and it was a scaled-down staff. And what he did last year, like if we went straight from Rule pain to this, it'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. But we saw a coach that was able to take things over and win five of the last eight. And I think that that is like, I can't tell you how many how many Steve Wilkes references we have this yeah, morning. He played hard. Dude. That, that's, credit, that's, credit. that's tough for Frank Reich because he's being compared to Steve Wilkes, not Matt Rule. Yeah, that's a good you know? point, too, because credit for him, for, I mean, a guy that had it as an interim, 
Got no training camp, got no mini camp. They trade your best player when they hand you the job, Christian McCaffrey, yep. off to San Francisco. And you know that's not a coaching I mean, staff Deont- he would have handpicked. Has Deontay I mean, Foreman even been active for the Bears this year? Like the last couple games I saw till this past week, I think he's been inactive. That's yeah. your lead running back yeah. that was there. But I think with this thing, too, what they're doing here is just it's going to take some time. And again, we've this is 29 years of this now. The, the first Panthers ever in 95 started out 0-5, and, and they finished 7-9. and nine. So things can turn, and I know people are sick of hearing about the Lions from last year starting out 1-6. and six. It can turn. I thought until, again, the game yesterday, they've been in every game as far as having opportunities to win. So I still look at when this team is relatively healthy, when they get Corbett back, they get Horn back, and some of these guys. This is not a team void of talent. This is not like some expansion roster. I mean, there's talent on this team, so they are going to win games. I know 0-17 has been written about today and things like that. I don't think that's the situation here. I think they're going to get some wins, and this year's got the growing pains. Obviously, it looks very unlikely that it's going to be a playoff team, but I do believe there are wins to be had, and uh, things can go in the right direction. It's just, I think, a little slower process, and people want it because they lived through Matt Rule and the Iron Fist, and then they saw some success last year. So it is, I think, when you got Bryce Young, I think folks were thinking, we're going to get Alabama Bryce Young right away. And uh, it has. I, I do feel like each game he's gotten better. It's not been close to winning football. I'm not going to say that. But I do feel like with Bryce, you know, again, yesterday, the, the two interceptions were, were bad. Um, but beyond that, I thought there were a lot of things, again, where it's like, you know, you can see like that third drive. In the game yesterday, moments like that. Oh, just, there are flashes. There needs Bruce to be Johnson more consistency of that. Some yeah. of those throws over the middle that he's mm-hmm. ripping to some of these guys, that seemed to Thomas where he went right over the yes. linebacker. The quick passing, too. I thought they handled the blitz way better. Like, that blitz came, and he had hot read. Let me get mm-hmm. this out. So, I do think, Bone, there was some good stuff with Bryce. It's just we're watching him do on-the-job training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like anybody in any profession – Except C.J. Stroud, apparently, who still hasn't thrown a pick. But most people in most professions are going to struggle. We're just watching it happen live. And it's just, isn't this what you get with a young quarterback normally, ups and downs? Yeah, I get Everyone's hurt it to death. But it's like all the Troy Aikman, all the Peyton Manning stuff. Yeah. that ha- I mean, what did, what did Manning have that year? 20-something interceptions? 28 interceptions. 28 interceptions he had in 11 16 in his games. first four games so again i'm not saying like this is fun or enjoyable or you know don't be mad i'm just saying it's um it's not entirely unpredictable if you're realistic going into this uh, oh. that it's going to take some time oh bone did you hear that i'm sorry what he just took a shot at her i uh, think he just took a dig at the I, 10 win express yeah, you were or you or i i think yeah, <laughs> the 10 win express did you just dig on the 10 win express you said if you're realistic going in early and then you looked at bone and i Oh, it's in well, who else am I going to look at? There's only you two people okay. in, in, in Fitty. In and Fitty's inspection. over there working. With failed inspection, the 10-win express. It, right now, it's, <laughs> it's been parked for a while. Because it does appear we might not have been realistic going into the season. But I tell you no, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about win total. I'm talking about the play of the rookie quarterback. I actually didn't know about the 10-win express. But what about Willie's 12-win express? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my. Yeah, you want to judge him? Please judge him away. <laughs> look, at you guys turning, look at you guys turning now. You've become the negative text guys. Well, it's hard, Zoke. It's hard, man. I'm feeling pain. Deontay Foreman has five carries for 16 yards this year. He has not played since week one. And that was the lead back here. Yeah. The day they ran for 320 against uh, the Lions last year. So where do you think the biggest upgrade, uh, realistically, because people will say they need to go get Caleb Williams. Like, realistically, where do you think the biggest upgrade needs to Is it simply just getting a 1A wide receiver, or is it other stuff now developing that needs to be addressed as well? I do think, and it, and it may not be during the course of the season, you, you do need that guy on the other defense where you go, all right, where do we begin? What's what's the what's the Tyreek Hill? What's the Justin Jefferson? I mean, everybody should have maybe not like that 
number one guy in the entire league, but you should have somebody. That, where's our Steve Smith? I'll put it that way. Yeah, where's your Steve Smith? Who's the guy you really have to game plan for? Or the guy that could just go make a play for your own offense's sake, where you just say, I just, you just go get open, Steve Smith, and we'll get you the ball, and you go do something special. And yeah. I just think they're kind of, they have some really nice pieces, some good players. Um, Adam Thielen, obviously, is playing terrific football and some others. But there's nobody where you go, who's going to take the top off? You know, who's going to be that easy touchdown in a game where you guys score quickly? So I think that needs to happen. And the offensive line, I think getting Austin Corbett back will help kind of solidify everything in there because it, it, that gets down to communication. I mean, you look at like Bozeman at center. He's got two different guys on either side of him who are not the guys he was supposed to be with. So you think he'd be like a Bradley Bozeman. I mean, those were the two guys where you're just knowing you can trust Austin Corbett. You can trust Christensen to either side that you don't have that right now as far as interior line play. It's true. Last year we had that until like the last week we had full continuity on that O-line. Did you think that was about you know? the best part of the Which team last year? Crazy. They talked about that Detroit. Yeah, I thought it would be one of the best. You talked about that Detroit year. game last year. Downhill running. Um, and they just have not, again, consistently done that. There were some good moments in the running game yesterday, but things like that. And yeah, obviously the injuries to the secondary. It, it put Icky in his best spot of run blocking also. Mm-hmm. That That's why Icky probably looked so good as a rookie because he wasn't put in his weak areas when they are that's doing it. Point. When they're fourth, they're fourth now in pass play percentage. That's not good for Ricky when he's still trying to figure out no. pass blocking. And how many of those plays are when you're trailing in the second half and the team knows you're passing? Like that, when they pin their ears back, that's mm-hmm. really, really tough for the O line. Zoki, where would you rank Austin Corbett all time of guards with Larry Allen, Bruce Matthews, <laughs> Gene Upshaw, and John Hanna? Does he crack that one? Better, better than all of them. So, you know what's them. happened today? Something crazy has happened. You have actually come in here, and, and through your interview, the Texters are now not going after Tepper and Fitterer and Reich, but they're now going after you. They're of now course. mad at you. <laughs> fresh, fresh meat been thrown in the shark tank. <laughs> oh my God! People want to st- people want to have what you're having this morning. People are mad at you, Zoke, because you dared to say that things can change as the season. Well, they also goes. change the other way around. Let's, so here's another perspective for you. So Ron Rivera's last year, they start five and three. They go zero oh and eight, second half of the season. I mean, it works in both directions. So I mean. You again. I'm, nobody's pleased or happy. I'm just saying seasons can have seasons within them because you see complete changes like that. Where again, that was a, a, a thing where Ron Damon finished the season out, but the yeah. team collectively started out five and three and, w- and finished zero and eight, uh, coming out of that five and three midway point. So I do think you know it, there is a patience that is required and should be again to me expected with a rookie quarterback. So, I'm not talking about win loss totals. I'm talking about the play of what you're developing here, which the centerpiece of is a rookie quarterback. Are you going to take? Some- some of the uh, reactions from our texters, like you always the do. Ones over grab, WBT, for those who don't know, tell them how crazy we are. For those who don't know, I do the segment every Monday. I do then do a post game wrap up on WBT in the next segment, and I'm I'm taking with me today the comments of uh, Bowtie Phil. Constipated Carl and uh, Vin Greasy will all be getting mentions <laughs> off the text line what with Beth and Bo on WBT. Will you, you, you also bring up... And the fact that even, even Mac threw a dart at me because I, I unwittingly didn't realize he picked 10 wins this year. I didn't even actually know that till <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was coming after us. Yeah, well, you just kind of innocently... Like, I was just talking about quarterback rookie play. You're like, I said 10 wins, yes! <laughs> I, I am very Zoke. Uh, I, am, uh, I am very sensitive. I know that I aired all summer long and and uh, I'm seeking help. I'm seeking help to for your, my problem. But to your point, I mean, you didn't, did you necessarily say within one year, 10 wins? 
No, I have to go did, back. Did you yeah, put, yeah. did you put a time frame on the ten wins? Yeah, yeah. could it be ten wins over five years? There you go. Maybe we did say that. Will you also, maybe we left it open ended. Will you also take the WBT uh, a photo of Max headphones right now? I tell him how bad yeah, things what is, are. Right have you guys discussed that at all? What's going on oh, with the, yeah. the right earphone there? The whole station. It's driving. It's like, there's a, crazy. It's like a ripped up Nerf football falling out of your ear. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks like the Panthers' offense right now. But unlike the Panther offense, it's functional. They completely work like normal. It just aesthetically looks. I it's like a tribute to the Roval 400, like that car that hits the wall but just races for points at this point and just puts duct, duct tape on it. I also, tape it up, baby, and make you laps. I talked to a source, Mac, about your headphones. Are those also the headphones that you use to mow the lawn with? Oh, that is true. That is definitely. I wonder who your source could be. That is true. I love when Mrs. Mac and Bone team up to talk behind my back. It's all about what a feeling that is. Have the, 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 the kids care. called in yet? It's the two people that care about you the most. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, Zook, you're the man. I now right. realize that was not a shot at us. All right, we're good. We're good, man. No, I just right. uh, unwittingly walked into that. I'm sorry. That was a that was a sensitive area. Of, yes, yeah, it is. I didn't realize. We get that. reminded of our prediction every <laughs> 41 seconds. I, that is true. I think. He heats off us. When Zogi comes in, they get mad at him and stop yelling about us for creating. Yeah, I figure that's why you have me in. I'm just like this human shield that protects you guys for like one segment. I heard that. I heard also T-Bone uh, accosted Bo and Beth on the way in asking for them to come do an hour of the show this morning. <laughs> and they refused. Was, they refused. Oh, it was Brian, Bernie, Bowles, and Beth. They looked like they were in a good mood. I said, come on in here for an hour. Bone, you go go over there and talk politics? Why don't you go over there and talk about, uh, you know, uh, the bu- balance of the budget and stuff like that? I, I, I can think I can handle that. that. I That'd be a nice refreshing break yeah. for you in this one. Speaker of the house. You're Donald Trump be speaker of the house. Go over there and talk about that I can for an hour. I balance a budget. I balance my DoorDash budget. I balance a lot of things. <laughs> that is Jim Zoki. Good Panther luck, guys. Radio Network. Hang in there, Better days are coming. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Zoki. That. That'll anger the text line. Don't yeah. say that. Don't that do is it. Jim Zoki. At Jim Zoki on Twitter if you're uh, so inclined. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you hanging out here with us. Even if it's painful hearing about the Carolina Panthers, we got some people asking for Charlotte Hornets talk, Wes. 
That's happening. On the text line, out here in the street. They need something new, man. They need something to be hopeful about. The vibes are good with the Hornets. I'm not saying it's going to fulfill everybody's dreams and hopes, but I'm telling you, the vibes are good right now. Vibes are good for the Panthers before the start of the season, too. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps pointing out. I know. I like to overlook that, but you're not (laughs) wrong, Shroppy. Thank you for coming in to remind us. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for the Charlotte Hornets to what? In my case, win 37 games, so I don't have to pay for Fitty's lunch for a whole week, and we get to see him become, you know, peanut butter head. That's what we want to see. PB head. And everybody else just wants <laughs> to see the Hornets possibly get to the play-in game, and then maybe even playoffs, if we're feeling frisky enough. Oh. That'd be great. Vibes are good there, but you're right, Troppy. They were good surrounding the Panthers before we got off to an 0-5 start. The vibes are also good, I think, during the head coaching search. There were a lot of good candidates out there. There was. And you have a few new head coaches this year. John Gannon for Arizona. Shane Steichen for Indianapolis. D'Amico Ryans is the new head coach with Houston. Sean Payton for Denver. Matt Eberflus for Chicago. Those are the new coaches that you have in the NFL as it stands right now. Matt Eberflus, not a great start for them. But they do have a win on Thursday Night Football over Washington now. Was he not there last year? Oh, is Ab- I'm sorry, Matt Eberflus. Uh, yeah, Eberflus is not new. Sorry, Matt Eberflus, just as far as looking at the starts of the year, I apologize. But Matt Eberflus, not a new coach, but certainly somebody that got a victory before the Carolina Panthers did. So <laughs> now Chicago, they have a win. If you look at the other first-year coaches, those guys are first-year. Sean Payton, it might not be going as well as you want it to for him, but we can remember David Tepper thought about bringing Sean Payton aboard. We had that conversation. You miss out on him. Who cares as much? I, it's not necessarily Russell Wilson and the offense. That's the big issue with Denver right now. It's their defense being so poor. It's not going well with Denver, but I don't, I don't know how much of that is Sean, even though as much as we, we love to see him lose. D'Amico Ryans is doing a great job with Houston and even their defense. It's not just CJ Stroud. That's doing a great job down there. Their defense is performing a lot better than everybody expected. Shane Steichen doing a great job with Indianapolis. And even that goofball in Arizona, John Gannon, when everybody's making fun of him and the social media team putting out the video of him, y'all got that fire under your belly? Because if you don't, you need to get out of the building. Okay. He's got Arizona competing. He's got Josh Dobbs playing decent enough football where even if the Cowboys got destroyed last night by your 49ers, Wes, nobody expected the Cardinals to beat Dallas when that happened. They're competing every single game. There was also Ben Johnson a part of the mix, too. And we saw Ben Johnson in his bag yesterday, Wes, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Ben Johnson could have been the next head coach here. I think there was some definite interest from the Carolina Panthers organization. But Ben Johnson said no. He went back to become the offensive coordinator again for Detroit. And you see him dialing up some wild plays. Wes, I I couldn't believe it when I saw QB under center. Direct snap to David Montgomery. Go between the legs to Jared Goff. I had to ask y'all in the fishbowl. Yo, did that snap go between Jared Goff's legs? Direct snap to David Montgomery. And Goff acted like it was a missed snap. And then Montgomery picks up however many yards on that play. We got to see the one like hybrid wide receiver reverse flea flicker. That hits Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, who looks great for a touchdown. Didn't the 49ers do that same exact they play? Did. They did. They did. Kyle Shanahan did it again, too. Yeah. Like, so it, you could see the the comparison, both of those videos, it looked the exact same. 
What does it say about a Ben Johnson deciding not to come here? Shane Steichen, the reports were that those interviews weren't very good. The Panthers didn't love the interview process with the guy doing a good job with Indianapolis. Pep Hamilton, if you really want to stretch this thing back, going into the 2022 season before Matt Rule was fired, people were looking at what Pep Hamilton was doing, the passing game coordinator for the Texans. His work with Justin Herbert, Andrew Luck, even Davis Mills, who was playing respectable, respectable football at the time. They're like, yo, Pep Hamilton doesn't even want to come here and interview for the head coaching job. How much of a concern is that for these bright minds to either turn down an opportunity to be the head coach for this Panthers team or the Panthers just look elsewhere to Frank Reich and it certainly isn't working out? Oh, it's really bad because also, too, uh, you know, I know sometimes you guys don't necessarily like to talk about race here, but. I think that the candidates like a D'Amico Ryans or some of those Talk guys. Talk about the listeners. I don't want that on me, just real quickly. No, just yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that just a quick point that I think that a lot of people, you, you can't sit here and tell me that people didn't look at how they did Steve Wilkes and that was a turnoff. Right. Like a lot of people looked and said, God, look what this guy did. Look what he could be capable of if you leave him at that post and then you let him go. And I think a lot of guys looked at that, especially like a D'Amico Ryans. I know, I can't say I know for a fact because I don't know him, but I would bet a lot. If you put him to the fire and asked him, would that have an impact on his thinking with that job? And of course, I think he would say yes. But other than that, um, I think it does, man, because this is not an organization that coaches are flocking to. Uh, This was not a destination job for anybody. And so I think that when you look at guys turning it down, that's that's terrible for your situation. I mean, most NFL teams, NFL jobs, guys are excited about it. And it's a lifelong dream for them. And so when you look at Carolina and the Ben Johnsons of the world and guys like that that did not want to come here, that turned it down. Because to be frank, it was kind of rare to me when I heard some of those reports. About Ben Johnson turning it down? This guy's turning down interviews with Carolina not being super interested in a job. Normally the NFL comes calling no matter which franchise it is, you're going to be listening and you're going to be intrigued. So for guys to be turning down situations like that, I I definitely think it speaks a lot to where this organization is and possibly how guys feel about David Tepper. I want to be fair just to be accurate. I don't know if it was necessarily that Ben Johnson turned down specifically the Panthers. He did tell all interested parties that he isn't going to coach and he's going to go back to Detroit for 2023. But we do know that he canceled his in-person interview with the Panthers in January and then informed all the other interested teams. And so when you turn down the in-person interview don't even get a shot i hope it's not because he's hearing what david tepper is like what the situation is like with this organization the thing about pep hamilton too when it was happening two years ago right he told i think it was uh this was according to a report from aaron wilson of sports talk 790 down in houston he declined to interview for the position to interview and be the panthers offensive coordinator under a potential steve wilkes or someone like that and that's the weird one Pep Hamilton could possibly come back home, okay, has familiarity with the area, in order to do the same thing or maybe have that. have one promotion with the Houston organization. And it's not even – I'm not even saying the Panthers missed out on Pep Hamilton. I'm not necessarily saying that. I think the point is, is there something to guys turning down opportunities with the Panthers here? And then again, Moose is right. I, I mentioned this a couple times. The Shane Steichen thing where – Apparently his interview wasn't very good. Reports were that they didn't, they weren't impressed 
And so he's the last guy out of all these coaches to get the job. I think the Colts held out for a long time because it looked like maybe Ursay was going to give Jeff Saturday the job again, but you couldn't. And then eventually you go get Shane Steichen and the offense, especially with his work with Jalen Hurts, working with an athletic quarterback, especially a big, strong QB like Anthony Richardson, except you're still working on throwing too. It's exactly the type of marriage you would want to see between a head coach and your young QB. The thing that I think of too, and, and uh, Ginger wife, he texted in that Tepper wants, yes, man, he wants coaches that will bow down to him. We are screwed. And so I don't necessarily know 100% that that's the case, but I do wonder when the reports come out about having a bad interview. I wonder did that play into it to maybe where they put something to the candidates to say, well, you know, our owner's very involved. How do you feel about that? And maybe they don't answer in a way that they like. And maybe that constitutes the quote-unquote bad interview that they're like, well, you know, I don't really want the owner meddling in my business like that. That could be something there to that because there was something he did right in Indianapolis for them to hire him. And I know we're humans and people that come in and the vibes that you get and the different things could turn some people on, turn some people off. That's just a thought there, you know, going into my conspiracy bag is that I wonder if they kind of let the candidates know, like, look, this is how it is. This is how things are. Or you just hear are things. Are you interested in that? Yeah. yeah even, even if it's not the Panthers telling them how they're going to have to do their job. Yeah. I mean, you could hear things from Matt Rule. Yeah. If you want, maybe. Oh, and coaches talk. And oh, yeah. Talk. Oh, yeah. You, you could hear stuff all over the place. Yeah. I mean, David Tepper now has been here for a while. Yeah. He's not the crazy new owner anymore. I guess compared to other owners in the league, he's newer, but not the newest anymore. Like, he's been here for a little bit. And this is why now we're starting to accumulate a sample size where people are comfortable saying, flat out bad owner. And we were talking about this in the fishbowl. I don't know how much David Tepper has learned from his mistakes because one thing I am going to give him credit for, even still, he opened up his wallet. There's an advantage in the national football league where there is no salary cap on coaches. And David Tepper thought he could help this team by paying everybody. I'm not going to fault him for that. I, I mean, I would be somewhat hypocritical if I was telling you, oh, yeah, he hired all the wrong guys as part of the staff. Look, he thought by helping this football team put together guys like Jim Caldwell, Dom Capers, bringing in Josh McCown, Avero, you want to go to Minnesota? Nah, man, we're going to throw you more money. Come here because we know your track record as a defensive coordinator. Thomas Brown, come over here. Do don't, We don't even want you to call plays, but we want to pay you because you're a bright mind. I, I still like that. I still want David Tepper to open up the checkbook in future seasons with whatever regime he's going to change. I don't I don't want that to change. What I do want to change is the meddling nature that we all kind of expect or suspect from David Tepper. Like we want him to let the football people do the football stuff. And when we have Joe Person on last week and Joe Person says, "Yeah, man, he's really heavily involved." Even to the point where it might be a little too involved, where David Tepper and his wife, they're making the rounds with every single one of these QBs on their pro days, and they're getting on the tour bus, and they're going to Tuscaloosa, and they're going to Columbus, they're going to every single one of these pro days, and they're talking to all the QBs themselves. Does that have some, even even if it's not a direct demand, draft Bryce Young, do you have to feel that way because of the way that the owner, your boss, reacts to Bryce compared to a C.J. Stroud or an Anthony Richardson? 
I, yeah, that that is the thing I hope that David Tepper learns from, if it hasn't yet, because that's the part. It's easy to just say, oh, he's a bad owner. He's awful. He's not doing the right stuff. I do want to start to look into the reason why we think he's a bad owner. And to me, it's the meddling in the football operations sides of things. I hope he opens up the checkbook every single offseason. I hope that never changes. The football decisions, I hope that does. Yeah, and it's tough, man, because you, as an owner, I think about how I would be. And it would be hard not to want to be hands I'd probably on. be criticizing you too, Wes. Right? You would be. You would be. Uh, you know, I'd be down there chewing my gum, thinking about my billions and that practice and, and trying to tell them what they need to do and who they should draft and things of that nature. But no, just as a grown man, you have to let your guys do their job and you have to try. I know it will be re- very, very hard because anything you own, it's, it's like I said, I, I always like to bring the human element. It's human nature, man. People are going to want to control things that they own. No question about that. And so it's like your baby, so to speak. So if you feel like you know something that could be done more than what somebody else, you're going to give your input. But we've also seen in a lot of franchises when the owners meddle, it never turns out well. That's one of the biggest problems that Dallas fans have with their franchise. And you talk about the Raiders and how much control Al Davis had over that and how much the new owner, Mark Davis, is doing kind of the same things. And so when you talk about the draft process, I always think about Bud Adams and Floyd Reese and Vince Young, how Bud Adams won. Wanted Vince Young. He made the call. Floyd Reese did not want Vince Young like that, but they had to do it because that's what the owner said. And so it's a very, very tricky scenario. And maybe this season is the season that kind of wakes him up to say, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be. But I I think that's going to be hard to do because these guys are so rich. They have such big egos that it's kind of hard to tell them things that they don't want to hear. And so that's the conundrum you run into. But it could be something that could be very detrimental to this franchise and its growth going forward. And the thing is, too, like you even have David Tepper this past week alongside Scott Fitterer. They're both out there at practice. Everybody was looking at one another, you know, side-eyeing. Oh, okay. They got the big boys out here for practice now. Does that do anything? Does that help? It's supposed to be, man. You know what that was. Oh, I know what it was. I'm asking if it helps. Because that's that's what it's hard for me to see. It it certainly didn't if you just want to go wins and losses. Because they looked awful against the Lions. Yeah, it just makes more. It just creates more tension. And... It's it's frankly an annoyance because it feels like micromanaging. I'm I'm sure Reich and those guys yeah. when he comes out to practice, it feels like micromanaging. Like and that's annoying. I know I hate being micromanaged. What if Jeff just came in here and started sitting in on every show? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd be like, yo, man, like we'd have to have a chat. I'd be like, Jeff, what's up, man? Like, why you don't trust us? I'm just watching. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. I'm just sitting over here on the sideline. I'm just making sure everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every joke that we made that was a little edgy. And then coaching us up during the break. Like, guys, when you yeah. talk about this, say that that would be. I'm looking at Jeff every time. Have his little notepad to start writing stuff down. He doesn't right. tell you what it is. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. right, right. That's a great point. Yes. And don't let it be a red pen. <laughs> I don't want to see those notes because I saw enough of those during my homework assignments. I don't want a red pen from Jeff watching us do a three-hour show, even once a week. 
just sitting in here. It's like the principal coming in to see how the teacher is conducting class. Like, yeah. I guess it's good to hold people accountable, but man, that affects people. And I don't think some guys don't like way. to be challenged like that because you know there are some head coaches that aren't going to deal with that. You talk about back in the day, the Bill Parcells, Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. guys like that. They're not having that. The owner coming out to practice, what, what are you doing out here? Why are you bothering us? They're going to get into an argument of some sort, things of that nature, and they especially wouldn't want to be challenged in front of the players. Well, and, and even, so let's say that David Tepper is watching. Do you think he in Frank Reich's ear, hey, I would have run the drill this way. What? You tell me how to run a hedge fund drill. Right. <laughs> don't don't tell me how to run Oklahoma. Yes. You don't know anything about Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, may, maybe Fitterer does, maybe, but, you know, talent evaluation more so there. Scott Fitterer is really not the one. If you want to watch practice, and that's fine. You got to make decisions on these guys. I get mm-hmm. that. But David Tepper being out there, I guess it's to, if you want to look at it from a creating competition standpoint to bring in someone of equal value on the roster, now you got to compete with an equal linebacker. Okay, I know competition breeds success to some degree, but David Tepper coming out there, what is he going to tell Frank Reich? What's he going to tell Thomas Brown? Uh, I changed a few things up. Let me show you how to do it real Would quick. you go to practice like that if you were an owner? I'd watch just because I'm a football fan. I have to. That's imagine. what I'm saying. Yeah, like you'd be so into it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope I wouldn't be telling people what to do. And look, mate, and to be fair, I, I'm sorry, Tepper. Maybe you were just watching. Okay? Maybe you were just watching. I don't know. That's not how people were reacting, though. People were like, oh, we got the big guns out here today. Yeah, and, I'd probably be in my office playing uh, video games on a projector, something <laughs> wild like that. <laughs> well, see, Madden tells us to go with this in this situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, you oh, come are down. you smarter than John Madden yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. You You're coming fired. down with your offense plays you want to put in <laughs> off the Madden playbook. Halfback dive is great. Yeah. Okay. What about these crossing routes? <laughs> have you have you ever have you seen these uh slants. what are these? Crossing routes, these slants they call them? Have you ever seen these? Yeah, man. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WFNC because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. Over 15,000 total yards. Oh! He's going to go all the way. 16 NFL seasons. If you see this face, that means I score. 
five Pro Bowls, and countless memories. When a dog gets an x-ray, they've got that Steve Smith inside their ribcage. Steve Smith is on WFNZ. Ice up, son. Let's welcome him back. Carolina Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst Steve Smith Sr. back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline to help us uh, assess the damage, if you will. Carolina falls to 0-5. They have now been, they're now tied for the worst winning percentage in the NFL since 2019. And a lot of folks out there want answers. They want action. They want something. Steve Smith, it's good to have you back, man. How are you? Good. Uh, And add me to Panthers fans, uh, Radio therapist. How about that, huh? Yeah. Well, somebody earlier said this is going to be funny listening to Steve try not to rip this team up and down the road. And I thought, I don't think that's what he's going to do. I think Steve's going to bring in a, a level-headed approach, and that's what we need him for. So, uh, just, I mean, assess the damage for me. 0-5, they didn't think they'd be here. Most fans didn't think they'd be at 0-5. Why are they 0-5? Man, that's a, that's a tough one. <clears throat> but ultimately, it goes with... When you watch the game, whether it's in person or television, um, this is a team that's really struggling, right? The, uh, when the range of pours and it's pouring raining, uh, even though it's pretty bright and nice and uh, sunshine outside, uh, I'm hunkered in watching film. Uh, I've, I, I can't watch the Panthers game twice. I got to only watch it once. I'm watching the... I'm watching C.J. Stroud and Atlanta Falcons game, and then I'm watching on Coach's View. Um, 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 what's his name? Russell Wilson. So listen, uh, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It could be worse. So, all right. In the uh, let's say the spirit of it could be worse. Let's go to the quarterback yeah. because that's where a lot of people are focusing. Is uh, did Bryce Young get better yesterday? I mean, he's getting better every week, but you know. <laughs> It's tough, right? It's it's really tough when the outcome, you know, again, the outcome and the results. Uh, And it's really hard to make hay when you're on five at the end of the day, Uh, especially when you can look at a team, like I said, like the Houston Texans, right? And they got CJ and they picked. And now, you know, I've heard people uh, say, say, um, you know, did we get the wrong guy? And he's trash, and he can't do this. Even somebody on my podcast uh, told me that I'm the, I, I take blame because I told the Panthers to draft Bryce Young and and Mingo, and they're trash. I mean, it, this has to do with the impatience uh, of fans, right? Um, you know, just like you know Puka with the Los Angeles Rams. All of a sudden, now he's on pace to be a triple crown winner and he's on pace to surpass if he keeps this up for the next 20 years he surpassed Jerry Rice bro it's week five uh, so whatever narrative you're going with I mean I, I'll be honest with you man it's a Monday I don't have the energy to, to walk you off the ledge if you're going to jump you know just make sure you got a your belly's not full so you don't splatter all your guts on everybody else <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, I've been one in fifteen. So for me, my perspective is a little bit skewed in this regard. Of we're on five, or the Carolina Panthers on five, or whatever team you're rooting for is on five. You can say, hey, fire this or fire that. That's not going to change that you're still on five. Um, 
you know, where we are is where we are. And, um, I mean, to some degree, we're going to hit rock bottom. And then, obviously, at some point, you, you, you kind of you, you become a phoenix and you rise from the ashes. But you got to get burned a little bit, and that's where we are right now. Um, I'm not sure how deep we're going to go, but ultimately there are some things that need to be cleaned up, some consistency, uh, some inconsistency that ultimately this this is the National Football League. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, welcome back. Uh, we are chatting, by the way, with Steve Smith, Sr., Carolina Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, and in the interest of time, Steve, we'll, uh, I was going to ask you a question hey, there. What's you, up? You never trust a man in the Astro van. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's a different conversation. Um, Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, so as far as, like, Frank Reich went on the podium yesterday and I think again today and said, hey, I'm telling this locker room, keep pounding, keep pounding. You know the mantra. It means a lot to you. Does it resonate inside that locker room if you're a player? Yeah, you have to, right? Uh, because you're looking for the coach to give me some answers. Because it is tough times right now. You're right. You know, things aren't great. Uh, you want them to improve. You didn't walk in there and say, hey, we're going to be 0-5. There are a number of reasons why. Um, you know, the offensive line is struggling a little bit. And then, let's be honest, I, I didn't – I did not believe that the Carolina Panthers would have beaten the Detroit Lions because I've watched the Detroit Lions. I watched them against uh, the Green Bay Packers. This is a pretty good darn football team, right? And they have some pretty good playmakers on the offense and defense. Uh, what has been a trend, though, that I do see that needs improvement is third down. Generally, the wheels fall off in third down uh, for both offensively and defensively. Things start to become unraveled. Things start, uh, teams seem to, that's where the they really seem to dial up the pressure. That's where the mistakes happen the most. And it's in that third quarter, and that's been the case uh, a lot for us over the last five weeks. So I think that's a, if we can come in in the third quarter, and, and, and play better like we were playing. I mean, I'm looking at the stats, right? I was looking at the stats week three against the Seahawks. I was defensively probably and offensively was the best that they played where you're talking about four quarters where they impacted the game on offense, defense, special teams, and yet still didn't come out with the win. So there are some positives to take from each week. Unfortunately, um, there's more weeks where it's less positivity because, you know, obviously when you lose 42 to whatever that score is, you know, it's, it, unless you're scoring 45, man, scoring 42 points in the National Football League, when you get that on you, that generally means you're going to lose the football game. Yeah, it's not great. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we got Steve Smith with us, Carolina Panthers legend, NFL Network analyst. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Um, Steve, this is this might seem like a trivial thing, maybe, but I don't think it is. Um, actually, I know it's not. Frank Reich said yesterday he wasn't aware that Terrace Marshall Jr. hadn't played at all. TMJ went from being their leading or leading the team in receptions last week to not playing a single snap yesterday. And then Frank says after the game that he he thought that TMJ was, was a miscommunication, maybe. Like, as a player, maybe give us some context on how that could happen. I'm not sure that has never happened to me. I don't know. Yeah, right. Okay. I just I wasn't sure if you. But, could... but here's, here's what I would say. I, I was. Listen, when when you're on five, everything is going to be brought up 
every question. Hey, so, you know, I was looking, thinking me and you were talking, and they were talking about how the new owner for the commanders was seen joking. Yeah, laughing. He was laughing on the sideline, and people are questioning, why was he laughing? You never know the context of things. I, I know that people believe that, like, oh, you know, you're not winning. So you have to have dark days every 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 day, every minute of your moment until you win. But, you know, context is everything. But at the same time, at the same time, you you got to quit assuming that people don't care because that, that's not the case. Yeah, no doubt about it. Steve, thank you as always, man. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Appreciate it. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. It's happening in Charlotte Sports. It's happening on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know, anytime you turn the ball over, obviously, it, you know, you put your, your defense in a tough situation. There's still too many plays in which the, the communication was not at the level it needed to be. It's disappointing, it's frustrating, it's agonizing, it's all those things. But I'd never waver, you know, in my belief in what we're doing and how we're doing it and what it takes to win. If you're talking about it, we are talking about it. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.